0: They fit okay? Yeah. Doing the slap test? Yeah. Remember the slap chop? Remember seeing infomercials for that?
1: Slap chop. That was a good clap. That was a good clap. Thank you. You chop your veggies? Universal sound. Slap chop. Do you remember the ShamWow?
0: I remember ShamWow. The guy that
1: looked like he was coked out of his mind.
0: What did Billy Mays have? Was that OxyClean?
1: Hi, Billy Mays here for OxyClean. Yeah, it was OxiClean. That sounds right.
0: Yeah, didn't he die on a plane? Yes. Like something hit him in the head?
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Remember Phil Swift?
0: Phil Swift.
1: Flex Seal.
0: Oh, who is that now?
1: Isn't it still Fle- Phil Swift? Is that his name? Yeah. I thought so. I saw this boat in half <laughs> and repaired it using only flex tape.
0: Oh, that is Phil Swift. Yeah. Look at him.
1: I know look at him. He's crazy. He's scary. The eyes of a murderer. That's a lot of damage. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally a video of him just stabbing a bucket and going, That's a lot of damage. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Beer and Fear! My name is Paige.
0: My name is Zach. I've had
1: two cups of coffee today.
0: Oh, remember? Yeah, this guy.
1: Yeah, the one, he, he looks like a banana. He's a crescent moon. Vince Offer. Well, that sounds inappropriate.
0: <coughs> uh, yeah, my name's Zach.
1: Uh, yeah, my name's Zach.
0: Uh, yeah, my name's Zach.
1: This is the 85th episode of Beer and Fear. We're getting closer and closer to 100 times ever marching forward. Excited. Can't wait. We're all gonna die soon.
0: We are. Hopefully not like soon, soon, no, but soon. No, like in a... yeah, soon
1: extended amount of time. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. This episode is on John Bonet Ramsey.
0: Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I forgot she existed that until one you kid. until you mentioned that we were going to cover that, and then I started looking it up, and It's like, oh yeah, I've heard about that.
1: The connection to the beer is weird.
0: Excellent! I can't yeah. wait. Is it better than last episode's Barry? Uh... Barry Monkey, Amanda Barry. Or shapes and lines, because the Bermuda Triangle is a shape?
1: Mm, probably on that level. Okay, perfect. Probably on that level. I love it. Yeah.
0: I didn't read anything about uh, pretty much all the stuff you're going to cover, which is, like, I'm just doing the background of the biography. Mm-hmm. Very, very short section. Tell me a week. Um, okay. I guess I'm done talking. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just figured it's... <laughs> I figured you
0: were done. I just want to make sure you're going to start... Like right when she, right when the parents notice her missing, right? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Cool. Yeah. So we we don't plan these things out beforehand. No. We just we, we just figure show it out up. on the episode itself. My week was decent. Uh, I need to look through my calendar and see what I did because my memory is terrible. Oh God, what did I do? Um.
1: Oh God, what did I do? Oh goodness. Oh no. I'd give him the blood. <laughs>
0: Ali and I bought uh, the Hogwarts Castle Harry Potter Amazing. Lego set. 6,020 pieces. And um, the one that we're working on now is the Hogwarts Icon Collector set. And that's got 3,010 pieces and about 21 bags. So the person at the Lego store, when we bought the. actually, when we bought the other two before the castle. Uh, he was saying that he did the castle. He tried to get it all done in one day. Jesus. And they almost finished it. Damn. But he said it's multiple books. Like, there's multiple books, manuals in that yeah. set. And uh, I imagine it's upwards of 40-some bags, if the one we're working on now is about 20-some. So we're excited to do that. That'll be our holy grail of uh, Harry Potter Lego sets. But We've got a few more that we want to buy and work on. We are officially addicted to uh, doing Lego.
1: Yeah, you got a problem.
0: Mm-hmm. We bought some new kicks to look fresh.
1: And so clean, clean.
0: Yeah, I bought I bought three pairs of Vans. That's, <laughs> That's a lot of Vans. I guess someone am going to start wearing Vans now. Where are you going to park them all? Uh, well, okay, I got to find some space. Uh, hopefully I can like parallel park a few of them in the closet. Um, and then uh, my dahlias are still growing. Surprisingly, I overwatered them by mistake and the leaves are kind of turning brown. I'm a little concerned about that. But uh, I'm hoping All they're gonna. All
1: the leaves are brown. I
0: remember that song. Um. Oh, and I had a I went out had a bonfire with a few coworkers. That was fun.
1: Oh, I saw on your snap.
0: Yeah, it was um one of my coworkers' birthday. So they don't tell me anything. So yeah, we went to a bar in uh in St. Charles, and then we went to another coworker's house, had a bonfire, had some s'mores and some more drinks. It was great. It's a good time, and it's a uh, great, great way to stay in shape. How was your week? <laughs>
1: What did I do? Had a date? Oh, yeah.
0: Look at you. Look at you dating.
1: I'm getting out in the field, guys. <laughs> um,
0: Testing the waters. Testing the
1: waters. Dip my toe in. Oh, it's a little chilly. Oh, mm. oh, it's a little cold. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, was, it was a good date, but... <laughs> good.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, the... the re- yeah.
1: He's <laughs> a little
0: young. He's a little young.
1: I'm a little old. Turn yourself into a cougar by mistake. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> I, um, God, what else did I do? Work, dude. School. A lot of work drama and homework. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of work drama. I don't want to go into it. It's no. just too much. Oh, and then yeah, your grown homework. women acting like children. How's
0: your homework coming?
1: Um, it's a lot of fun. I was supposed to do some tonight, so I'm going to do it tomorrow.
0: Good. I'm glad. To, at least you enjoy doing it.
1: It's uh, very interesting. It's in a great way to stay the gym.
0: Oh, Perfect. That's awesome. I'm, I'm boring. Good recap.
1: Thanks. Our oh. beer.
0: There was a blood moon. Did you see that? Nope, I was asleep. Oh okay.
1: Oh, did
0: you see it? Um, I saw the tail end of it. I think so it was no. on. Uh, I think it was on Wednesday, or um, no, it was on Sunday. It was on Sunday. There was a blood moon on Sunday night. Yeah, I caught the tail end of it. The moon was shrouded in in a shadow of the Earth. It's fantastic, and it turned a hint of red. It was cool. Space is awesome.
1: Yeah, space is awesome. The final frontier. Um, Our beer is from Wild Onion Brewery.
0: Very strange name for a brewery.
1: It's a choice. Wild Onion Brewery is Chicago Grown. We're proud to be one of Chicagoland's first craft breweries, firing up our first batch of patty ale back in 1996. We chose the name Wild Onion in honor of the origins of Chicago's name. Uh, Chicago, I guess, was the phrase the original inhabitants of the region used to describe the wild onions that grew throughout the area's wetlands near the shores of Lake Michigan. We loved the imagery of the early French Canadian fur traders paddling their canoes down the Chicago River, surrounded by the distinctly aromatic wild onions as they approached the big lake. We believed it was the perfect name for a new brewery with old ties to the city.
0: No way. Oh, yeah. The name of Chicago is derived from a French rendering of the indigenous Miami, Illinois word of Chicaqua. Chicago. That one's better. For a wild relative of the onion. Wow. I didn't know that.
1: Our beer is called Pineapple Misfit. Ooh. It's a pineapple IPA. Juicy, hoppy, and multi IPA with a hint of pineapple on the finish. ABV is 6.5%. IBU is 40. It is a seasonal beer.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: It does not have anything on Beer Advocate. It's got no score. Nothing. IPA, American. Um, average rating 3.63. And there's only five ratings.
0: Okay. Uh, beer Advocate calls it an American IPA, but the brewery calls it a, is it a New England IPA?
1: The brewery calls it a pineapple IPA.
0: Okay. So it's not a New England IPA. It's no. just an IPA with a pineapple American IPA. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to add this to the list. I forgot to pull that up. Interesting. The pineapple-y bitter, bitter beer. All
1: right. More or less.
0: I caught glimpses of the can.
1: How dare you?
0: Um, but I didn't see what it was, who it was from, anything like that.
1: You cad.
0: But I saw, uh, uh, let's go actually take a better look at it now. Yeah, it let's go
1: ahead and grab it. Ugh, do you oh, want me to grab it? I gotta move this cat. Do you want me to grab it? Do you want to mix it up like that? 85 episodes? 85
0: episodes, and we're gonna change the script. For Casoda? I gotta get up anyway to take the photo.
1: Oh, that's right, you do. And
0: then give Ale some. So. Oh, that's right, you
1: do. Ah, oh, but the baby. You wanna switch laps? She don't like my lap. She likes your lap. She's never been in my lap. Oh, well, Bubba's. Look at that lap. Ale oh, likes the can. I like the
0: can, too. It's like a sugar skull. It's like, yeah, Dia de los Muertos. Lake Barrington, Illinois. I know where that's at.
1: Juicy Citra Hopped IPA.
0: Ooh. This is a cool can.
1: That's what I said, right? Oh, it's nice and cold now.
0: Wild Onion Brewery on Facebook and Insta, and at WildOnion21 on Twitter. According to the Surgeon
1: General. Damn it. (laughs) Beat you to it, fucker. (laughs) Oh my God, is it going to let me open it? You need some help? My nails are so long.
0: Don't break your nail. I can help
1: you. I don't. Too late, I broke my nail. Oh no! That's so upsetting. Oh. Age. I know. Got it? Eh. Get a whiff. It popped right off. What the fuck? Wow. Embarrassing. That is embarrassing. I'm suing. <laughs> Ooh. Elmo's it's, gonna sue.
0: It's cold. I don't smell any pineapple. I think cause it's so cold. It's been in the freezer.
1: I smell a lot of pineapple.
0: It's been in the freezer for a while.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Let's give it a pour in these Spiegelau glasses. That's the sound of a Spiegelau.
1: Why is it pouring like this?
0: Oh, because it's, it's uh, kind of frozen. <laughs> it's, it's definitely way too cold. <laughs> it's a beard slushy. I'm dead. There we go. Once you pop the cork.
1: I keep having to squeeze it.
0: Oh, no. This is a beer slushie. Oh, no. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's going to be cold. It's definitely a we're, new way to try it. We were worried about it not being cold enough. Get,
1: get, oh, it's so chunky. Oh, my God.
0: Hopefully the uh, the glass in your hands will warm it up a little bit.
1: Jesus. That was on there.
0: So it smells like pineapple. It's very dark.
1: It is extremely dark. I'm so ready to try this. Can we just... It can smells we just, can we just, pretty can
0: we just... sweet. See if we can get a good clink with these.
1: Do you think we can? Should I grab it down here? Yeah, grab it down or here.
0: Just... And we'll do a... <laughs>
1: always maybe, sounds like, like, maybe like the tips.
0: Always sounds like plastic. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. No. No. It's a high, just higher pitch plastic. Just
1: plastic. Yeah.
0: Ooh, that's smooth.
1: That is smooth. More bitter than I was expecting.
0: Yeah, IBU of, you said 40, I 40, think. 40,
1: yeah. The slush is kind of doing it for me. <laughs> you have like a little bit of texture to it, and it's not the <laughs> thing you're expecting. Slushy beers, are they a thing?
0: We can open up our own slushy beer stand. Ooh. Why is
1: it called Puzzles? That's what? the puzzles. That's the,
0: <laughs> uh, the the finish on it.
1: That's tasty. And the burp is
0: extremely pineapple. It's all you taste.
1: Oh, that is all pineapple. That is tasty.
0: Very refreshing. Now, when it's ice cold like this, this is a good summer oh, yeah. beer, I imagine. Oh, that's nice.
1: With the pineapple.
0: Tropical notes.
1: Oh, yeah. Look how... <laughs> Stumpy it is. That foam sticks around. It's a thick
0: foam. Yep. Yeah. Probably because it's almost frozen. It oh jeez. It's tasty. It's good. It's uh kind of got some fruit juice qualities to it. Oh yeah. It'd be raining. Mhm. Ooh. So, this episode eighty five on John Benet Ramsey. Who is John Benet Ramsey? Let me tell you. I was curious. John Benet Ramsey. She spells her name. Uh, J-O-N, capital B-E-N-E, with a little accent, Uh T. John Benet, one word, first name. Ramsey, was born on August 6th, 1990, in Atlanta, Georgia. The younger of two children of Patricia, Patsy Ramsey, and John Bennett Ramsey, born in 1943. She had an older brother named Burke, born in eighty seven. John Benet's first name combines her father's first and middle names, John pennant John Benet, and her mother's first name was used as her middle name. So John Bonet Patricia Ramsey was her oh. full name. She was enrolled in kindergarten at High Peaks Elementary School in Boulder, Colorado. So I guess she was born in Georgia. They eventually moved to Colorado. There's not a whole lot of information here about her. Um it says John Bennett was an outgoing Southern girl who enjoyed being the center of attention. By age six, she had already won multiple pageant titles, thanks to her bouncy blonde hair, poised smile, and glittery costumes. Her father, a multi-millionaire businessman, and her mother, who was also a former beauty queen, she was uh, Miss West Virginia, in 1977. Uh, dotted on their daughter in every way they could. They're uh, sure, I don't know that word. Doted. What does that mean? Doted. To
1: give a lot of affection to, to care for. Oh, it.
0: interesting. Their luxurious home was plush with everything John Bennet needed to live a comfortable life. Uh, a little bit about their parents. John Ramsey was a businessman who was the president of Access Graphics, a computer software company that later became a subsidiary of Lockheed Martin. His first marriage ended in a divorce in 78. John's two surviving adult children, a son and a daughter, lived elsewhere. In 91, John had moved with Patsy, his second wife, and family to Boulder, where Access Graphics headquarters was located. Patsy Ramsey entered John Benet in various child beauty pageants in Boulder, where she won the titles of America's Royale Miss Little Miss Charlevoix, Charlevoix, Little Miss Colorado,
1: Little Miss Colorado, Co-
0: Colorado State All Star Kids Cover Girl, Cover Girl, and National Tiny Miss Beauty,
1: Tiny National Tiny Miss Beauty. That sounds like an ad for like a Japanese like like National. a a tra- like a translation poorly basically
0: National Tiny Miss Beauty. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, like poorly translated.
0: Uh-huh. John Bonet's active role in child beauty pageants and Patsy's reported. Pageant mother behavior were reported by the media after the after the thing happened in the summer of after the thing after happened. the thing happened in the summer of ninety seven approximately six months after John benet's death the Ramses moved to a new home in Atlanta after a summer at their vacation retreat in Charlevoix Michigan Petsy, uh died of ovarian cancer at age forty nine in two thousand six. Um, that's all the information on her parents. That's all the only information I have on John Bonet. There really isn't a lot. I wanted to see. I wanted to know more about the pageants, her life growing up. Um, how was her, you know, how was her childhood a little more? It just kind of describes her in a, in a vague sort of way. But um, because she had a lot of money, her father was rich, and because her mom was a previous beauty pageant winner, um, that makes sense. Got to pretty little daughter entering her into a bunch of stuff got a lot of attention won a lot of awards she was doing good until the thing happened
1: the thing happened she was killed fuck <laughs> God at the age of six in her family's home in boulder colorado they found a long handwritten ransom note and uh, her father john found her body in the basement about seven hours after she had been reported missing seven hours she had sustained a broken skull i'm just i I don't i don't
0: is it weird do you want to is there like a way to you can adjust it to i don't know
1: see i'm never happy with the adjustment her father, John, found her body in the basement of their house about seven hours after she had been reported missing. She had sustained a broken skull from a blow to the head and had strangled a, I don't know if it's garrote.
0: Uh, I think it's garretted.
1: Garroted. It's a, it's a weapon. Yeah, a garret. A I think, I think it's a Garrett. Um Which is usually a handheld ligature of chain rope, scarf, wire, or fishing line that's used to strangle someone. Uh, the, opto- uh, the autopsy, the autopsy, the autopsy, garot. 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 The autopsy report stated that John Bonet's official cause of death was a fix- asphyxia by strangulation associated with cranial cerebral trauma.
0: Ooh, boy. How
1: do doctors speak? Her death was ruled a homicide. And the case generated worldwide public and media interest in part because of her mother. Okay. Because she was a former beauty queen. Okay. And the case still remains unsolved.
0: Yeah. I, I I saw that detail. That was the most interesting part is that they never figured out who it was. But, so young. But there's uh, there's theories, right?
1: Yes, there are theories. She was only 47 inches tall. 12,
0: 24, 36. It's like just under four feet.
1: 120 centimeters. That helped?
0: 127 what
1: 20, 120 centimeters oh 120
0: centimeters got it yeah. okay. and i said did that help yeah, yeah perfect
1: <laughs> the boulder police initially suspected that the ransom note had been written by patsy and that the note and and that the note and appearance of jambonet's body had been staged by her parents in order to cover up the murder mm-hmm. in 98 the police and district attorney both said that jambonet's brother burke who was nine years old at the time of her death was not a suspect John Bonet's parents gave several televised interviews but resisted police questioning, except on their own terms. Hmm. Isn't it strange? Experts, media commentators, and the Ramseys have identified potential suspects. Suds- suspects. That's, that's someone who takes a bath but also <laughs> commits crime. In the case, Boulder police initially focused almost ex- <laughs> exclusively upon John and Patsy, but by October 1997, had over 1,600 people in their index of persons of interest for the case.
0: Yeah, that's what happens. You open it up to the public, and everyone's like, I have my theory, because my neighbor one time was really mean to me, and they planted a bush on my side of the alarm, and I think they killed John Bonet. So you get like <laughs> all these it's fucking... Quite <laughs> yeah, it's quite just, the spiral. Yeah, people just want to submit with no evidence whatsoever, and the police have to dig through all this shit...
1: Errors that were made in the initial investigation complicated the resolution of the investigation and applicable theory. Those errors included loss and contamination of evidence, lack of experienced and technical staff on the investigation, evidence shared with the Ramseys, and delayed informal interviews with the parents. Lou Smith was a detective who came out of retirement in early 97 to assist the Boulder County District Attorney's Office with the case. In May of 1998, he presented his findings to the Boulder Police with other staff members of the DA's office, concluding that the evidence pointed away from the Ramseys. They were unable to successfully challenge the police department's belief that the Ramseys were guilty. Hmm. The DA's office sought to take control of the investigation due to the animosity between the police and the DA's office and the pressure to obtain a conviction. Colorado Governor Roy Romer, Romer interceded and named Michael Kane a special pro- as special prosecutor to initiate a grand jury. Two of the lead investigators in the case had opposing views. Both Lou Smith and Steve Thomas ultimately resigned. Smith because he believed that the investigation had incompletely overlooked the incompetently overlooked the intruder hypothesis, and Thomas because hmm. the DA's office had interfered with and failed to support the police investigation of the case. A grand jury was convened beginning September 15th, 1998 to consider in- indicting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Indicting. Why is the C there? That's uh, a weird word. The Ramsey's for charges relating to the case in 99, the grand jury returned a true bill to charge the Ramsey's with placing the child at risk in a way that led to her death and with obstructing an investigation of murder based on the probable cause standard applied in such grand jury proceedings. But Boulder County District Attorney Alex Hunter did not prosecute them because he did not believe that he could meet the higher standard of proving guilt beyond a reasonable doubt that is required for a criminal conviction. Mm. Mary Lacey, the next Boulder County District Attorney, took over the investigation from the police on December 26, 2002. In April of 2003, she agreed with a federal judge who sat on a 2002 libel case that evidence in the suit is more consistent with a theory that an intruder murdered John Benet than it was with a theory that Mrs. Ramsey did it. On July 9th, 2008, the Boulder District Attorney's Office announced that as a result of newly developed DNA sampling and testing techniques, the Ramsey family members were excluded as suspects in the case. Oh, wow. Lacey publicly exonerated the Ramseys. On February 2nd of 2009, uh, Boulder Police Chief Mark Beckner announced that Stan Garnett, the new Boulder County District Attorney, they keep going through district attorneys, (laughs) was turning the case over to his agency and that his team would resume investigating it. Garnett found that the statute of limitations for the crimes identified in the 99 grand jury true bill had expired and did not pursue review of the case against the Ramseys. In October of 2010, the Boulder police reopened the cold case. New interviews were conducted following a fresh inquiry by a committee that cl- included state and federal investigators. Police were expected to use the latest DNA talk- no- t- talk knowledge yes. technology in their investigation. There was no new information gained from those interviews. It was reported in September of 2016 that the investigation into John Bonet's death continues to be an active homicide case per Boulder chief Greg Testa. That sounds like a weird way to say testes.
0: Greg testes.
1: Hey, testies, <clears throat> Guys, it's Greg testes. Let's all <laughs> point and laugh at his humiliation. In 2015, Beckner disagreed with exonerating the Ramseys, stating, Exonerating anyone based on a small piece of evidence that has not yet been proved to even be connected to the crime is absurd. He also stated that the unknown DNA from John Benet's clothing has got to be the focus of the investigation at this point in time. And that's until one can prove otherwise the suspect is the donator of that unknown DNA. In 2016, Gordon Coombs, A former investigator for the Boulder County District Attorney's Office also questioned total absolution of the Ramseys, stating, We all shed DNA all the time within our skin cells. Mm -hmm. It can be deposited anywhere at any time for various reasons, reasons that are benign. To clear somebody just on the premise of a touch of DNA, especially when you have a situation where the crime scene wasn't secure at the beginning, really is a stretch. Sure. Stephen E. Pitts, a forensic psychiatrist hired by Boulder authorities, said Lacey's public exoneration of the Ramses was a big slap in the face to Chief Beckner and the core group of detectives who had been working on the case for years. How crazy.
0: It's I don't know. That, that kind of... I guess it's more commonplace. Well, it was more commonplace back then. And it's more commonplace than I probably thought it was of how like, not professionally the the investigation was handled.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: the tampering of the crime scene, it wasn't secure, it's like...
1: There was um, a lot that played into it.
0: Oversights made by the DA's office and the detectives, and it's like all of this kind of made this investigation way harder than it probably needed to be, and I that's agree. why it's still a mystery.
1: So there's quite a lot to go into.
0: Do we... Is there, like, a... Does it talk about any main or primary suspects? Yes. And, w- like, why they're suspects?
1: Yes, if you'd let me.
0: Yeah, I'm interested.
1: This is the page show, not the Zepic I'm, in, I'm
0: interested in that.
1: According to statements that Patsy gave to authorities on December 26, 1996, she realized that her daughter was missing after she found a two-and-a-half-page handwritten ransom note on the kitchen staircase at the Ramseys family Boulder residence. Mm-hmm. The note demanded $118,000 equivalent to 203. in 2021. Hmm. John pointed out to police first on the scene that the amount was nearly identical to his Christmas bonus of the prior year. Yeah, That's a weird thing to point out to someone, which suggested (laughs) that someone who would have had access to that information would be involved in the crime. Investigators looked at several theories behind the dollar amount demanded, considering employees at Axis Graphics, who may have known of the amount of John's prior bonus. They also considered the possibility that the ransom demanded was a reference to Psalm 118 and spoke to religious sources to determine possible relevance. The ransom note was unusually long. The FBI told the police that it was very unusual for such a note to be written at the crime scene. The police believe that the note was staged because it did not have any fingerprints except for Patsy's and authorities who had handled it, and because it included an unusual use of exclamation marks and initialisms. Hmm. The note and a practice draft were written with a pen and notepad from the Ramsey's home. According to a Colorado Bureau, Bureau of Investigation report, there are indications that the author of the ransom note is Patricia Ramsey. However, the evidence fell short of a definitive conclusion. Michael Baden, a board certified forensic pathologist who had consulted with both sides of the case, said he had never seen a note like it in his 60 years of experience and so oh, wow. that he did not think it was written by an outside stranger. Well,
0: couldn't they, like, check the handwriting?
1: I don't know if they had access to that. I don't know at what, what point handwriting became. I like feel like
0: handwriting thing. analysis was. I,
1: don't know. I mean,
0: it was the 90s, so.
1: A federal court ruled it highly unlikely that Patsy wrote the note, citing six certified handwriting experts. <laughs> The court bemoaned the existence of self-proclaimed experts without credentials, trying to wrangle their way into the case by accusing Patsy without scientific basis. She's a Patsy. Fucking Patsy. She's a Patsy. The note. I am only going to do this accent for the first paragraph. Oh. I can't maintain accents that long. (laughs) My throat gets sore. (laughs) Hang on, I got to pick one. I, I feel like oh, you didn't gonna, pick one yet. No, I feel like I'm gonna do a bad job.
0: It's fine. You just gotta.
1: Now I'm self-conscious.
0: Now you just gotta nope, own now it. Now I'm
1: self-conscious.
0: Stick with it. I um. I when I saw that there was a ransom note.
1: Why did you I, want me to read it in an accent? They're I American.
0: I didn't read the ransom note. I'm a lesbian. I and, thought you
1: were American. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I wanted Paige to read it in an accent of her choosing.
1: But toi.
0: I don't know. Toi. You can deny Qua. that request if you care to. No, but. I want
1: to help. I want to, I want to make you happy. I, I hate accents. Yeah, I'm bad at them, I, too. I hate doing accents. Accents themselves are sexy. Um, Mr. Ramsey. Mr. Ramsey. Listen carefully. We... I'm sorry, there was an exclamation mark. Listen carefully. <laughs> we are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. Foreign. We do respect your business, but not the country that serves it. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unarmed. And if you want to see her, if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. Is that good for you?
0: That's pretty good. you you. I appreciate the effort. That was great.
1: You will withdraw $118,000 from your bank account. 100000 will be in $100 bills and the remaining 18000 in $20 bills. Ooh. Make sure that you bring an adequate size attache to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. Delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be rested. If we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money and hence an earlier delivery pickup of your daughter. Mm. Any deviation of my instructions will result in the immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be denied her remains for proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not particularly like you, so I advise you not to provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You will be scanned for electronic devices, and if any are found, she dies. You can try to deceive us, but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny as well as the authorities. Don't try to grow a brain, John. You're not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good southern common sense of yours. It is up to you now, John. Victory... S B T C. The only people known to be in the house on the night of John Benet's death were her immediate family. Patsy and John Benet ran. I'm sorry, J- Patsy John Benet was there yep, Patsy she was. and John Ramsey and their son Burke. The ransom note contained specific instructions against contacting police and friends, but Patsy telephoned the police at five 52 AM. She also called family and friends to, pol- they don't listen very well. No. Two police officers responded to the 911 call and arrived at the Ramsey home within three minutes. They conducted a cursory search of the house, but not find any sign of forced entry. Officer Rick French went to the basement and came to a door that was secured by a wooden latch. He paused for a moment in front of the door, but walked away without opening it. French later explained that he was looking for an exit route used by the kidnapper, which the closed inside peg ruled out. John Betty's body was later found behind the door. With John Bonnet still missing, John made arrangements to pay the ransom. A forensics team was dispatched to the house. The team initially believed that the child had been kidnapped, and John Benet's bedroom was the only room in the house that was uh, cordoned off to prevent contamination of evidence. Mm. Cordon? Cordoned?
0: I think cordoned off.
1: I feel like cordon works. No precautions were taken to prevent contamination of evidence in the rest of the house. Meanwhile, friends, victim advocates, and the Ramsey's family's minister arrived at the home to show support. Visitors picked up and cleaned surfaces in the kitchen, possibly destroying evidence. Boulder Detective Linda Arnd, Arndt arrived at about 8 a.m. In, anticip- in anticipation of receiving further instructions by the kidnappers, but there was never any attempt by anyone to claim the money. At 1 p.m., Detective Arndt asked John Ramsey and Fleet White, a family friend, to search the house to see if anything seemed amiss. They started their search in the basement. John opened the latch door with officer F- that which officer French had overlooked and found his daughter's body in one of the rooms. Mm. John Bonet's mouth was covered with duct tape. A nylon cord was found around her wrists and neck and her torso was covered by a white blanket. John picked up the child's body and took it upstairs. When John Bonet was moved, the crime scene was further contaminated mm-hmm. and critical forensic evidence was disturbed for the returning forensics team. Each of the Ramses provided handwriting, um, handwriting blood and hair samples to the police. John and Patsy participated in a preliminary interview for more than two hours. And Burke was also interviewed within the first couple of weeks following John Bunny's death. The autopsy revealed that she had died from strangulation and a skull fracture. There was no evidence of conventional rape, and although sexual assault could not be ruled out.
0: Hmm.
1: Although no semen was found, there was evidence that there had been a vaginal injury. At the time of the autopsy, the pathologist recorded that it appeared her vaginal area had been wiped with a cloth strange. A garrote that was made from a length of nylon cord and the broken handle of a paintbrush was tied around JonBenet's neck and apparently been used to strangle her. Part of the bristle end of the paintbrush was found in a tub containing Patsy's art supplies, but the bottom third of it was never found despite extensive searching of the house by the police in subsequent days. The autopsy revealed a vegetable or fruit material, which may represent pineapple.
0: The autopsy found... Vegetable or fruit material in her stomach, in her stomach
1: that may represent
0: pineapple. Ah, got it!
1: Got it! Got it! Got it! Got That's it! The way it's connected,
0: interesting. <laughs> Which
1: John Bonnet had eaten a few hours before her death. Photographs of the home taken on the day when John Bonnet's body was found show a bowl of pineapple on the kitchen table with a spoon in it. However, neither John nor Patsy said they remember putting the bowl on the table or feeding pineapple to Jean Bonnet. Police reported that they found John Bonet's nine year old brother, Burke Ramsey's, fingerprints on the bowl. The Ramseys have always said that Burke slept through the entire night until he was awakened several hours after the police arrived. In December of 2003, forensic investigators extracted enough material from a mixed blood sample found on John Bonet's underwear to establish a DNA profile. That DNA belonged to an unknown male person and excluded the DNA of each of the Ramseys. The DNA was submitted to the FBI's Combined DNA Index System, or CODIS. A database containing more than 1.6 million DNA profiles. Hmm. But the sample did not match any profile in the database. In October of 2016, a report said that new forensic analysis with more sensitive techniques revealed that the original DNA contained genetic markers from two individuals other than John Bonet. A James Kohler, who was a A James Kohler, not a James Kohler, a James Kohler, Mm -hmm. who was a lead investigator for the DA's office, said that there were additional traces of male DNA found on the cord and paintbrush that Boulder District Attorney Mary Lacey did not mention, and that there were six separate DNA samples belonging to unknown individuals that were found by the test. Former FBI profile Candace DeLong believes that the DNA, having shown up identically in several different places on multiple surfaces, belongs to the killer. Mm-hmm. Former Adams County, Colorado District Attorney Bob Grant, who has assisted in the Boulder's DNA office on the case, DA office on the case for more than years, many years, also believes. I'm falling apart. Also believes that the DNA evidence sig- is significant, sure. saying that any relution- I need a minute. Yeah, take a breath. I'm trying. You, should, you know, when you talk so much, you start to get tongue tied. That the DNA evidence is significant, saying that any re- resolution of the case would have to explain how the DNA showed up on several pieces of John Bene's clothing. Forensic pathologist Michael Baden said trace amounts of DNA can get on places and clothing from all different non suspicious means. There is no forensic evidence to show that this is a stranger murder.
0: Hmm.
1: A stranger murder. There are two types of theories about the death of John Benet. Mm -hmm. One is the family member theory. Boulder police initially concentrated almost exclusively upon the parents. According to Greg McCrary, a retired profiler with the FBI, statistically, it is a 12 to one probability that it's a family member or a caregiver who is involved in the homicide of a child, which that is true. I had to learn that. Hmm. The police saw no evidence of staging of the scene, such as the ransom note. They did not find the Ramseys cooperative in helping them solve the death of their daughter. The Ramseys had said that their reluctance was due to their fear that there would not be a full investigation for intruders and that they would hastily be selected as the key suspects in the case. One theory is that Patsy struck John Bonet in a fit of rage after a bedwetting episode and strangled her to cover up what had happened. However, Patsy did not have a known history of uncontrolled anger John Benet's brother later said, We didn't get spanked, nothing of the sort, nothing close, nothing near laying a finger on us, let alone killing your child. Hmm. Theoretically, the strangulation could have been a red herring aspect to conceal other elements of the assault and killing. Burke, who was nine years old at the time of John Benet's death, was interviewed by investigators at least three times. The first two interviews did not raise any concerns about him. A review by a child psychologist stated that it appeared that the Ramseys had healthy, caring family relationships. In 98, Boulder Police Chief Mark Beckner said during an interview with a news reporter that Burke Ramsey was not in the, involved in the killing of his sister. Mm-hmm. The investigators had never considered him a suspect. The Ramseys offered a $100,000 reward in a newspaper ad dated April 27, 97. Three days later, more than four months after the body of their daughter was found, they submitted for the first time to separate formal interviews at the Boulder County Justice Center. In 99, Colorado Governor Bill Owens spoke out, telling the Ramsey couple to quit hiding behind their attorneys, quit hiding behind their PR firm. A Colorado grand jury voted in 99 to indict the parents. The indictment cited two counts each of child abuse and said the parents did unlawfully, knowingly, recklessly, and feloniously permit a child to be unreasonably placed in a situation that posed a threat of injury to the child's life or health, which resulted in the death of John Benet Ramsey, a child under the age of 16. Among the experts who testified in the case were DNA specialist Barry Sheck and forensics expert expert Henry Lee. There was a show. I don't really care about talking about it. Intruder. The second theory is that the intruder theory, the police Mm -hmm. and the prosecutors followed leads for intruders partly due to the unidentified boot mark left in the basement where John Bonet's body was found. Early persons of interest included neighbor... Bill McReynolds, who played Santa Claus, former family housekeeper Linda Hoffman Pugh, and a man named Michael Helgeth, who died in an apparent suicide shortly after John Benet's death. Sus. Hundreds of DNA tests were performed to find a match to the DNA recovered during her autopsy. Lou Smith, bringing him back, assessed the evidence and concluded that an intruder had committed the crime. On the night John Bennett was killed, there had been two windows that were left slightly open to allow for electrical cords for the outside Christmas lights to pass through. A broken basement window and one unlocked door. Smith's theory was that someone entered the Ramsey's home through the broken basement window. This had been criticized because there was an intact cobweb in the basement window. The steel grate that covered the window also had undisturbed cobwebs, and the foliage around the grate had been undisturbed. Was that hail? Or is that heavy rain? It's heavy rain. Are you sure?
0: I don't think it's cold enough for hail. Yeah, it's 63. It's um, heavy rain.
1: It rain. Uh, um, there were also cobwebs in the tracks of various windows, and dust and debris were on some sills. Smith believed that the intruder subdued Bonnet using a stun gun and took her down to the basement. Okay. Bonet was killed, and a ransom note was left. Jesus.
0: It's a nice ambiance to go with the... I uh, guess so. <laughs>
1: Smith's theory was supported by former FBI agent John E. Douglas, who had been hired by the Ramsey family. Believing that the Ramseys were innocent, Smith resigned from the investigation on September 20th, 1998, five days after the grand jury was convened against the Ramseys. While no longer an official investigator on the case, Smith continued to work on it until his death in 2010. Hmm. It was determined that there had been more than 100 burglaries in the neighbors in the neighborhood around the Ramseys' house in the months before John JonBenet's murder. There were 38 registered sex offenders living within a two-mile radius of their home. In 2001, former Boulder County Prosecutor Tripp DeMuth and Boulder County Sheriff's Detective Steve Ainsworth stated that there should be a more aggressive investigation of the intruder theory. One of the individuals who Smith identified as a suspect was Gary Howard Oliv- um, Oliva. Oliva? who was arrested for two counts of attempted sexual exploitation exploitation of a exploitation exploitation of a child and one count of sexual exploitation of a child charges in um June of 2016 according according according, according? according to according to Boulder's Daily Camera a registered sex offender was publicly identified as a suspect in an October 2002 episode of 48 hours investigates I'm so tired I just don't want to keep reading
0: that's a lot of information.
1: I think that's almost everything. I'm almost done. Mm-hmm. There was a false confession.
0: Oh. By whom?
1: There was a forty one year old elementary school teacher who was arrested in Bangkok, Thailand, on August fifteenth, two thousand and six. Was six when she falsely confessed to murdering John Binet. She had been previously known as John Mark Carr prior to coming out as transgender. She claimed that she had drugged, sexually assaulted, and accidentally killed John Bonet. In her confession, um, Alexis Valoran Reich, that's her name, had provided only basic facts that were publicly known and failed to provide any convincing details. Her claim that she had drugged John Bonet was doubted because the autopsy indicated that no drugs were found in her body. Mm hmm. On October 26, 2006, Reich sent an email to Bill Hyman's of Bill's List seeking a literary agent to help publish a manuscript that some might find controversial. Reich later sent emails under numerous pen names, including Daxis the Conqueror, Dirk Perns, and Alexis. Reich later changed her legal name to Alexis Valoran Reich, uh, after coming out as transgender. However, Samantha Spiegel, Spiegel, who gained a restraining order from Reich, alleged Reich only intended to undergo gender reassignment surgery to get closer to younger girls in a child sex cult called the Immaculates.
0: Okay.
1: Isn't that weird? But there was a theory that John Bonnet's brother killed her. I honestly I don't see a nine-year-old no. writing that ransom note. Nine-year-olds don't know how to do shit.
0: No, nine year olds can't do anything for themselves. No, they
1: really can't. But basically it was to say that he had like had aggressive moments against her before. And it was like, did John Bennet's brother kill her over a bowl of pineapple? Over a bowl of pineapple. Like really.
0: <laughs> that's my pineapple.
1: Don't you eat it? Kills her. Um, but yeah, that's
0: the um That's
1: John Bennet Ramsey.
0: The uh, there's S- a lot of information. The SBTC at the end of the um, the ransom mm-hmm. note. Yeah, I uh, I I saw a few mentions of that, and people were like trying to wonder, trying to figure out what that was. But I didn't look into it because I didn't want to spoil anything. But mm-hmm. um, that's an interesting uh, ending to the, that note. What are SBTC is supposed to mean? I think. Lay it on me. I think it's uh, a, maybe a former uh, disgr- disgruntled colleague of John Bennett Ramsey, her father. I believe um, the uh, amount of money is not a coincidence that it, it kind of matched his bonus. I agree. I bonus. Think it's odd. And um, it's someone who sounds like he knows John on some sort of personal level.
1: Enough to call him out like that and to address him by his first name personally? Yeah. That's not a random crime. Right.
0: To know where he lives. That's and a crime
1: of passion. So. Not like sexual passion, but yeah. a crime of like emotion. Yeah. Deep anger.
0: And it's, it, I believe it's someone who knows them, some sort of some sort of gr- disgruntled person. Um, and then the interesting thing about the door. So when the police officer checked out the door and it was locked. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she was already dead behind that door. Like, maybe... She was killed, and then this note was written and left. Yeah. Just so this person could get the money, regardless. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. She was probably already dead behind yes. that door. The fact that it was yes. bolted, you know.
1: Yeah, they just hid the body.
0: So I just Poorly. timeline is interesting. Yes. That's crazy. What What do you think?
1: A hundred percent, what you said. Okay.
0: Yeah, I don't think. I don't, I don't think, think her, her, her did it. brother did. I don't her think, think her parents did it. No. I don't Think so. It's a little weird that they were reluctant to help police the investigation but i don't know i'm reluctant to help police with anything you know that's true
1: every time ta- i'm sorry but our criminal justice system makes citizens feel like they are not safe
0: got a lot of issues
1: it truly does like it's it's not protect and serve it's instill fear
0: protect and instill fear
1: yeah especially people of color
0: and minorities
1: Anyways, what do you think?
0: Of the beer? <laughs> Got really political at the end. Drink the beer. Beer's
1: Yeah, get in there. Get in there.
0: Beer's tasty. It, it smells butt. delicious. It was uh, kind of like a beer sickle when we started.
1: Yeah. But it, was. Um,
0: it stayed nice and cold the whole time. It did. A lot of foam. It's very uh, it's, it's a very strong IPA, but it's it's smooth. It's pleasant. It's not too overwhelming <laughs> and the pineapple is just right it's just a nice amount of pineapple at the end nice pineapple finish you get it in the burp it's tasty i like it how about you
1: it's pretty solid 10 you know i'd give it like you drink too on much a scale of, of 10 no i'm not trying to drink that much i don't yeah. really i don't really like to drink that much anymore yeah it's good um i'd give it like seven well okay it's pretty good seven out of ten mm-hmm. yeah it's tasty good. It's good. Oh, it's good. Why does that do fine? But when you clink them together, because it's the same material. It is glass. That's what I'm saying. It sounds like I mean, Maybe because
0: it's full of... Liquid? It's full of beer. Oh. Beerandfearcast.com um, is our website. Yeah. Fearcast at gmail.com is our email. At beerandfearcast is where you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Look at pictures of our beers. We shout out the breweries. Um, We release new episodes every Wednesday. Uh, Last week's episode is not out yet. I'm going to edit it uh, tonight, and it will be out tomorrow. (laughs) Um, So usually Wednesdays at noon Central Time, every Wednesday, we release a new episode. Follow us on the socials to stay up with that, and check out our website to listen to the episodes if you want. And we're on Spotify, Spoofy, Apple Podcasts, Okay, Google Podcasts, Okay, and a lot of the other popular podcast platforms. Apple,
1: Apple.
0: Wherever you get your podcast, check us out. You. Beer and fear. Thanks for listening. Have a good
1: day. Oh
0: God! Oh.
1: Did I tell you that there's a student that I have, and uh, when I talk to him, whenever I'm doing his diapers, we just he just likes when I say his name in like a super deep voice. So I go, "Corin." And then he goes, (laughs) purge. Like, we're going to join a death metal band together.